Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3. And that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. Are you a fan of science fiction, horror, and giant monsters? Then you're probably very familiar with Famous Monsters magazine. Right now on Kickstarter, you can help fund Famous Monsters Presents Tales from the Acker Mansion. If you're not familiar, Forey J. Ackerman was the founder of Famous Monsters and is known world around as the grandfather of science fiction. This year marks what would have been Uncle Forey's 100th birthday, and to celebrate, Famous Monsters is putting together an anthology called Tales from the Acker Mansion. You can help fund this and get your own copy on Kickstarter now, and we'll have stories by none other than the legend himself, John Carpenter, William F. Nolan, John Five, Richard Matheson, and many more. Check it out on Kickstarter now. You may have heard the rumors from friends and family, or maybe even the whispers that are forming in the quiet corners of the fan conventions around the globe. They are all saying the same thing. It's coming! And now, the entertainment innovators at Angry Goat Productions are making these rumors a reality. Get ready for the world's first cosplay train! Our railers as we call them, will board the first-of-its-kind cosplay train as whatever character they choose to be that day. They will experience a sci-fi car connected to the 21-plus lounge car, connected to the fantasy words car, connected to the video gaming car. Well, you get the idea. Where does this cosplay train go, you're asking? How about to some of the world's largest pop culture events? Oh, and don't worry about the restrictions of packing several oversized props and costumes. We have that covered, too, by creating their very own cosplay baggage car. Get ready to board this exciting off-the-rails adventure. Golden Rail Passes and Rail and Sail Packages will be announced. Stay tuned for updates. This is all from the folks at Angry Goat Productions. Hop on the cosplay train, 844-4-COSPLAY. Everyone and welcome to Meltcast 3.0. My name is Derek Vandermillen. I'm Aristotle. And with us today in the Meltdown Podcast recording space, we have one of our very good friends with us. 
Mike Levine. Mike Levine. And if you don't know how to pronounce the last name, now you do. But he also reminds you in his new book, All of the Feelings. That was probably my favorite note because it didn't do anything to help with the pronunciation oh, not at all. Yeah, there's, there's of a, your name. Yeah, there's a little asterisk by Levine in the book, uh, and I told my editors I would live or die on this joke, and it just says at the bottom, it's pronounced Levine. There's no accents, there's no anything. Uh, I'm yeah. taking a stand, um, declaring war on yeah. the Levines. They gotta yeah. go. And it, it was funny because um, we had you on the show last time, and I don't know if I just like if I was just on autopilot or what it was, mm-hmm. but I still missed that. And it's because everyone I know that spells it your way is, is, is a Levine. Well, there's a problem and with I, Katie Levine too. And I yeah. knew like before I moved out here, I was like, this is going to be trouble. If yeah. Someone involved in all these things I love. That's a Levine. But I mean, the, the short story is that uh, Levine is more accurate to the Hebrew. Okay. But I stand behind Levine aesthetically. Like yeah. Levine sounds better. especially yeah. like Mike Levine. But, yeah. um, Let's I, not get too self-indulgent. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh no, no. Well, let's not get self-indulgent. But about the book that's coming out, my favorite, all the feelings. My yeah. favorite way to remember it, though, is uh, for a time. I don't think it is now, but for a time, your name on Twitter was, I think, ripe off Levine. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Great, that's, like various. Aristotle's yeah, a sucker yeah. for puns. So. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and a Mike the Vine on Vine. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> That's great. And now you're, you're um, MFA. I, I have to say, like, you switch up Twitter all the time, <laughs> yeah. and it's great. And I love that uh, last time we had you on for Oh, the Flesh We Will Eat, mm-hmm. and our um, mascot of that, the flesh-eating bacteria, what's, yeah. what was his name? Uh, he doesn't have a name. He doesn't because, have one. Oh, okay, human great. rules don't apply to him. I've thought about this <laughs> yeah. way too much. Okay. Yes, yes. okay. <laughs> so he, he doesn't have a name, but he's a very uh, 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 cordial looking happy uh, flesh-eating bacteria that's purple yeah. with a yellow hat. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now he's sporting the drama mask. Absolutely, yeah. For <laughs> all of the feelings. So, before we dive into all of the feelings, yes. which uh, will be an awesome foray into a very personal part of my past. Oh, yes, yes, please. <laughs> and I, I yours, yeah. uh, involving theater mm-hmm. and growing up in theater and actually trying to to be active within uh, theater. Uh, it is a commentary, so we will be getting into that. But first, we want to pick your brain about two things that have happened yes. in nerdy news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One is Pokemon Go. We had an episode last week where we talked about it. We were excited about it. it. We Day were... number two of the release. Yes, yeah. and we were frustrated about how glitchy it was. And I we we sort of talked a little bit. Yeah, to... I, was, I was driving around with a friend, and he was like, I got this thing, and it froze. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's also... What's amazing to me about it, I'm not a big fan of Pokemon, mm-hmm. but this is clearly the harbinger of something new. Yeah. Uh, in terms, I've, I've wondered for a long time why we don't have more AR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Um, people collecting little pets, that's fun. That works. <laughs> like, it makes sense this would be the thing, but yeah. I think I was just a little old when Pokemon like came in yeah. full force. That's fair. So I was like, oh, it doesn't it doesn't have all the same things as Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was my thing. And then my whole life changed. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh... But I I think I've seen a really wide array of like how people react to it. Mm-hmm. Almost anyone above the age of forty 
mm-hmm. um, on Facebook uh, that I'm friends with is just like, what's going on? Yeah. They're just like ripping their hair out and have no context. Um, I see little... I've, I've heard people, though, saying like, yeah, there was two, like these these 50-year-old ladies just walking around playing Pokemon. I See, that would is, be great. Yeah. And I think that is an age we live in where it feels like a new thing, yet there's some people who are claiming, ah, oh, we're back to the old days. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super cautious about any new technology saying it's the best or worst thing ever. Yeah. It's never either. And like, I've heard as many stories about like, People making new friends in the park at night as, yeah. like, teen finds a dead body and then walks up yeah. over the past. It's <laughs> quite a wide array. Yeah. I, I do think that we're, like, I don't know. I, I guess I really anticipated that there would be the, like... The, the almost face hugger like mm. quality yeah. of the of the phones that the media would just like jump all over. Yeah. And well, I don't think the walliness of it. Yeah, mm. exactly. Or the um oh God, her. You know yeah. how he's yeah. just like doing the running <laughs> action. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know? Um but I, what I think we're gonna hear soon is like somebody being like I lost ninety pounds on Pokemon Go. Yeah, because yeah. they're just their new obsessive nature right. of gaming is right. funneled into. I, I should run and yeah. train. I've been so tired these past few days, and I, I feel like it's probably just that little bit of additional exercise of yeah. walking yeah. around. Well, I I did something recently, an app called Habitica, okay. which sort of like gamifies and RPGifies your to do list. So if I have no way, because yeah. I've just started, I've just made my to do list like fifty. Right. Things deep. And you can like sort it with like things that you uh, need to do daily or weekly, and you get like mana and points and upgrades. And of course, uh, I had a three week romance with it where I was getting everything done. Yeah. Now now we're not talking anymore. (laughs) Um, But like the whole concept of applying gamification, this is feeling like a TED talk, uh, into like your daily life uh, is really fun. And if it yields positive results, that's cool. How did you yeah. feel afterwards? Um, I, I I felt that, pretty good. That like, you had become more productive or that it was like a sleight of hand? Well, or I what? think the thing was, I think it's a great app. I'm just not that into RPGs. Okay. So I was like, oh, I got a blue shield. Boo, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, what, Aerosol, how do you feel? Because now we're at a point where you're, uh, you're here a lot and w- this is a gym. I actually haven't been... I was here yesterday, but I yeah. hadn't been here for like four days. I you just went been to like, Santa Monica? I've been to Santa Monica. Where Park apparently it's rife. Yeah. yeah, Santa Monica Pier is just oozing Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's I, contagious. Well, yeah. it, as is my understanding, like some of them are placed randomly, but some of them are placed on landmarks. So it's like mm-hmm. if you go out to the end of the pier, there's something there that like, you can get. Occasionally yeah. it's like a, a something weird will pick up randomly. Like I found a Krabby here at Meltdown, yeah. which okay. is super rare. Like, yeah. How the fuck did you get here? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, Going to the beach, it's just every couple of steps you're going to find a water Pokemon. That's cool. It's bananas. You know who we haven't heard from yet is like the geocaching people. Like, yeah, <laughs> they sure were like, "Told you so." Yeah, <laughs> like all we needed to do was have things not be real. <laughs> I <laughs> would have loved it. I I talked to somebody who said that like Pokemon Go, like built its entire everything on basically a previous game. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you've built such a perfect skeleton let's just flesh everything out yeah so so i just i do wonder what what will become of the new we have a we have somebody who works in the nerd melt showroom uh mr nolan uh as he's ever referred to and he was like adamant like this is just this is just gonna get us like i'm not gonna buy into the system at all the economy of it because he he's playing it Mm -hmm. but he is also 
uh, I guess a developer. He may he works on uh, app games. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he makes them, and so he knows all the behind yeah. the scenes shit. And, and he's how, very happy to be like, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. It's basically just people saying, how can we feed addiction yeah, and well, get money out of people? I, I from what I've heard, like the in-game purchases like yeah. they run the system kind of okay like it's not as obnoxious in other games i haven't yeah i haven't it's yeah. i haven't felt the need to it's only been like a week but we'll see because we'll see like every game like angry birds or two dots like the second yeah. it starts asking me for money and i had yeah. a horrible simpsons tapped out like yes. obsessive yeah. time that that's i had to like one. give up <laughs> but i don't think that's right like i love yeah. the cartridge like I bought the game i might pay for some extra levels like i mm-hmm. like what they do with the arkham games that's fun mm-hmm. but yeah. like don't constantly make me feel like I'm not getting the yeah. thing I got. Well, the, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't feel that with this. Uh, it's more just like, oh, you in a pinch, you may need because I've I've spent thirty dollars yeah. already. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, that was the thing. I, uh, like both Chris and you admitted that they'd spent money. Yeah, uh, I, I was, what's that get you? I was in the park and I ran out of Pokeballs, uh-huh. so you can buy like, someone at 10... home's like sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can buy I think like five dollars, ten dollars, thirty dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars yeah. worth of coins, right. which you could use those coins to buy Pokeballs, incense, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I I bought those those ten dollars. I got some Pokeballs. I was good. Aristotle he... is like twitching and like itching his skin right now. Yeah. Like, I, is... yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, the signs of jonesing are appearing immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not to a point where I feel like I need to spend. And I was I was happy because, like we talked about it earlier, there is like a, this isn't what I'm happy about, but there's like a, a, a body language you know when somebody's playing. Yeah. And in a way it kind of makes it more obvious so you can approach them and be like, oh, what are you playing? Mm-hmm. And I haven't met anyone that's like, get away from me. I'm playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Almost everyone's like, yeah, dude, look, I'm about to get this. It's, it's so inst- extremely positive. Yeah. Instantaneous, a stranger. And like, anymore, no. like, that's just not that present anymore. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? There's there's people that'll just like go off the handle about any given thing. Right. Uh, we're, we're reverse engineering humanity. <laughs> like, what's, yeah. what's the app that's going to get us back on track socially? Yeah. And it might. It's just crazy enough to work. Yeah, we'll, s- do we'll it see. Society. But, um, I, yeah, it, it's just it's just been nice to... I, I know a lot of people that are right in this, like, age bracket that I happen to fit into are like, yeah, this is what it feels like when I was younger when it was just like, oh, they're playing Pokemon Go are uh, are yellow. Let's see what they're you know what what levels are they at and stuff. And you just immediately start a conversation. With nice. I've never talked to so many strangers in a week. I know. Cool. It's, uh, it's, it's also great because there will be like a group of people that are playing. And again, it's still the body language is like oh they're very obviously playing. Yeah. And where before I might see a group of people and be like all right let's feel it out if I should walk right up to this group. Uh-huh. Or just walk away from this group, and I've never wanted to just like trust fall into yeah. a group more. So. Uh, the other day, my girlfriend and I passed by the Norton Sion Museum, and mm. there was a Dratini that showed up nearby. So we, of course, we stopped the car, got out, <laughs> caught it. Right. Uh, but then, as we got back in the car, we saw two guys looking at their phone, and they looked like they were excited. And so I got like I held my arm out the window. I was like, "You got that Dratini?" <laughs> they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and, uh, like I've never had that kind of confidence before yeah. to yell out of my car yeah. like that. Um, they they have said that they're going to be getting us into a track where probably we'll be able to play against each other soon. We'll yeah. be able to transfer. Which I'm I feel like could either help escalate the positivity or like really bring it down into a far like a little yeah. bit grimier place of battling strangers. on Maybe the street. it yeah. is this like perfect little like 
moment where we're just collecting. We're all just collecting. Did you get this? Did you get this? Yeah, but I don't. No, the economy's I think, gonna. Leave I think. Yeah. I think we've been playing against each other in video games for yeah. a long while. And but I mean, it's always been. I don't know. Fine. This is also a pretty extreme thing. Like it's it's a phenomena in the truest yeah. sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like around the corner is like harassment and like people charging weird amounts of money and yes. like people holding the Pokemon we'll hostage. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's where. Maybe we're just showing that geocaching could also have the same yeah. also, grossness of our world. <laughs> it's it's so it's so interesting because all the parts of the game themselves are great. They're fine. It's just the way that they're assembled together yeah. and it's Pokemon. Yeah. IP. Yeah. yeah. Like the AR. Uh, fighting AR video fighting game. is still a little meh. Exactly. But that's like, that's like the, about gyms, the only thing. Gym fighting. It's a yeah. Uh, the having to travel around. That's fun. Yeah. The AR, that's it's a fine AR. It's not like the greatest, but yeah. altogether these things make an yeah. incredible game. Yeah, nice. it's a, yeah. Um, so that's us gushing about Pokemon Go yeah. in like uh, week two. Basically. Also, though, do you want to you want to talk about what's going to go on? Yes. So it's a perfect uh, transition into uh, we are going to have a Pokemon meetup here nice. at Meltdown. Um, our color that I guess I guess <laughs> begrudgingly is Team, is Team Valor. I didn't get the memo and I'm not Team Valor. I am This is the Harry Potter sword am, shit all over. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Yeah. But only three. And I guess realistically it's only two in some people's opinion because Whoa. there's Team Valor and there's Team Mystic and fuck off if you're Team Intuition which is the one that I picked. <laughs> yeah, I, or I Team Insight. What is it? Which which is it? Insight or Intuition? I have no idea. It's yellow because... and I guess it's the red-headed Wait, stepchild. Wait, two of these yeah. don't belong. So Inside and intuition belong together. What's the third one? There's oh, uh, there's Mystic and Valor. Uh-huh. That those two are for sure the Blue names. And, red. and I can't even remember the name of my own team. I think I it's Instinct. It in- Instinct. Uh-huh. Instinct. Okay. And that's the one I picked. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny because we were talking about it, and everyone seemed to agree with me from the, like the meltdown showroom that I was right, right, but then walked away being like, "You're still a loser." Basically, I was like, "Okay, I feel like if we're really like getting down to it." Uh, Mystic is just where all the super pretentious people are gonna go. Mm-hmm. Valor is where all the like douches that are just like basically like yeah fucking yeah, yeah are gonna go. That's what and the then intuition is, right is just me like being like oh yeah this makes perfect sense. They're There's like a... hey and just me... go into it with an open mind right. and how it plays out is how it was meant to play out. And it's like oh that sounds great and everyone's like you suck dude. It's great. It's, it's this it's weird great. thing where like when I when it ask you to join a team it just seemed like this arbitrary thing that was gonna like not really matter oh, that much no, and now friendships are being destroyed yeah, the internet yeah, yeah. is uh there's a funny like uh i don't want to say a comic it's just a drawing of like these three kids and one the blue kid is has the red kid in like a chokehold and they're like fighting and then the yellow kid's just off on the side eating glue <laughs> But then there's also, like, this other list that somebody made that, uh, I forget what they said about blue. It was just all positive blue, and then yellow was, like, dumb, blah, 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 and red was, like, racist, homophobes, wow. evil people. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, I like That's the, way too yeah. extreme. Yeah, we, we already have a red and blue society, yeah. and I like Whoa. to think that yellow could be the third party that's very much needed. I guess you're the the Bernie Sanders of Pokemon. <laughs> well, you're disrupt this yeah, for positive change. Like you're gonna stand up for who what you are. A, what a week to be talking about Bernie. Yeah. Oh, we've had people. We've had of the people that have <laughs> tweeted out, out about Melcast. We've had actually deep appreciation uh-huh. for when things got political. Oh, cool. And they wanted 
they wanted us to talk more about it. I think the grab bag nature of Melcast allows for that from time to time. But God, uh, oh, it's just it's just too much at the moment. Like yeah. I need a second to digest absolutely everything that's happened. Yeah, and then at a point when I'm ready to just just talk about it. Yeah. We can dedicate an no, episode to no, that. No, and I, I didn't mean to, like, veer us into no, this territory. No, no. But no, but I'll, I'll just say, like, emotionally, like, I identify with Bernie Sanders as a, a Jew with crazy ideas who has to give certain concessions <laughs> to a woman. Like, that's... I feel for that. I don't really know why any of it's happening or um, if we're all going to die. But yeah. 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 Yeah, that that makes sense. Pokemon um, Go, Pokemon <laughs> Go. Oh, next next we need to see Bernie Sanders playing Pokemon Go now that he has the free time. Oh, he he, yeah, absolutely. Uh, f- oddly enough, playing Pokemon Go made me walk down. Uh, in my building, there's two exits, and one takes yeah. you on one street, and one takes the other. Mm-hmm. And I almost never take the other street, but I did to go and find a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Where I then found that one of my neighbors down the street has yes. a bumper sticker on their car. That's Trump 2016. And I thought, maybe it's a joke. I don't know. That seems weird because I've never seen that in person. And then on their lawn, they have a sign, Trump 2016. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. No, but Do I go extreme and knock it down? Or do I like go knock on his door and just be like, hey, man, let's talk about this. What's up? Yeah. I think that'd be great. I'd love to hear. That'd be great. But I feel like he's not going to. No, but it is. It is. I know what you mean, because there's times where we're in L.A. Mm -hmm. and I don't. You never you, see it. Like, total you, bubble. You yeah, would just, yeah. yeah, it is a bubble. And it's because whoever would proudly do that, you just know their day-to-day is going to be people coming up and wanting to say, like, hey, this is why you're wrong. Yeah. And it would take somebody very proud to be Trump here. I'm I'm not sympathizing no. by any stretch, but um, I get why that... Yeah. Well, it, I, why it feels almost like a Pokemon that yeah. we find, yeah, I found a Trump yeah, supporter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, found, I found him. I, I got to put him in a Pokeball. And then the just keep him one. there right. forever so he can't vote. Anyway. I, I had a, a very much more personal but similar experience with a neighbor where... Um, they were, like, having a cookout, and it was one of those, like, oh, I should go talk to my neighbors, like I never do. And uh, the guy, like, just immediately asked me, he's like, so, uh, who, who do you think you're voting for? And I was like, oh, I don't know, like, who's Jewish? Like, just, <laughs> just trying to, like, be flip and, and uh, adorable as usual. But um, he's like, oh, no, man, like, you gotta vote for Trump. And uh, oh. my neighbor is also uh, African American, and so I just had to like stand there as uh, as he convinced me to to vote for Trump, which was just the usual and dumbest reasons and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was really horrifying. Uh, my skin is crawling. Right, but yeah, and I, I I lived in all the bubbles. Like I lived in the Bay Area, right. I've lived in New York, yeah. I've lived here. So like yeah, in Chicago, which is pretty, you know. So yeah, because yeah, back home in Iowa, Trump didn't win, mm-hmm. and he was all pissy about it, and nice. took it out on and. But it went to Cruz, so it, it's this weird. Like I was happy that we were like, yeah, we're gonna straight up reject Trump. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. And then there, and then, <laughs> and then Cruz won. I was like, oh, but he's like, he's bad shit. Yeah, he's his own brand of crazy. Right. So it was just kind of. I was like, but to also be fair, uh, Iowa is like a. A pretty rampant supporter of Gary Johnson, mm-hmm. which uh, the way that I like kind of, of approached November, and I've been told I, it's a it's the same like this is a season where people just want to tell you str- like tell you how you're wrong, and yeah. there's, you're gonna hear it from almost everyone. I was sort of like, oh, I feel bad about this Bernie thing, and I'm not gonna be bitter about it. I'm get it's a long road still to November, right. yeah. But I don't, like, the biggest message I feel like I could be said still with where I'm at 
is if I voted third party mm-hmm. in November and everyone's like, you don't want to fucking do that. Yeah, no, like, all... like they're just like, they're getting ready to just shake me and put yeah. me in room 101 yeah. and then put me through conditioning until I come out right. a different way. Has, uh, has anyone called this algoraphobia? Cause like, like, algoraphobia? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it's going to happen that, again. That, that, that <laughs> has to be like in their mind, like the idea, but it's just like with, with the two, Really, the only thing left that I feel like would need to need be accomplished mm-hmm. is just more more of a statement of we desperately need third party yeah. for this exact reason. Right. I, and people are like, that's that's great. That's an ideal, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to come to fruition. Well, that's, yeah. that's why I felt like uh, Bernie didn't go as far because everyone just so quickly were telling themselves and telling each other like, oh, it doesn't look like Bernie's going to make it. Like, yeah. No. You you have to make that happen. Nobody, yeah. you literally you don't know that till yeah. it happens. Yeah, it's and, that it's that relationshipy thing where it's like we've been hurt by candidates in the past, but yeah. like yeah. this isn't the situation right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, also, I agree with the third party thing, but I feel like man, this is just real hardcore right now, and it just whatever. I as know, long as and Trump and, make it. and see that's the thing is people are like, how could you? You're basically saying you support Trump, and I'm like, no, that's not. That's why he's not getting my vote, mm-hmm. and it just matters to me to have a third party. It, it I will. I will say it's a whirlwind of I don't know how to feel. Mm-hmm. And I I understand that essentially I'm saying I had no allegiance with Jill Stein right. up until this point. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly I do. I get how that's almost like not fair weather-ish, mm-hmm. but the inverse of that. Of yeah. I don't want that. I'm trying to be counter. And I get that that's going on. And it, it just seems like a better vote to go toward in, in case – enough people feel the same way mm-hmm. and a third party's being taken seriously yeah. in 2020. Right. Well, to, and to, to bring it back to like where we're at, literally like what we need is a party. That's the image comics. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. We've got, the we've creator got DC. Owned. I think, yeah. I would call yeah. venture to call the Republican party. DC <laughs> just, and Marvel. I don't know. <laughs> just look at, yeah. Just look at the success of like when a third party yeah. is finally introduced. Right. What we need a third party, like saga Bob, candidate, a sex girl's candidate. Considerate of yeah. all the people that read and create. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that yeah that was the brief <laughs> for those of you that sometimes come to Melcast because weirdly it just gets political but it's okay because we're still friends by the end of it we're still human um, yeah. yeah this has been uh, the aside thank you for thank you for indulging um, I myself was indulging because there I wanted a... to I wanted to get into just not all of the feelings no, with you no, because yeah. I love no, Mike talk, I'll talk about anything I like up. Mike <laughs> when he's talking about right. all of it so. yeah and I would say that we did just go through a lot of feelings. Yeah, we no, these, these are our feelings at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. it would be a time to talk about all of the feelings. Let's do it. I shouldn't throw of in there. Like it's oh it's no, just absolutely. Well, look, all the feelings. Can I ask nicely for a spectacular read of the full title? Because sure. I like, with <laughs> yes. the subtitle is, is glorious. Sure. Should I um, <clears throat> try and put on a theatrical voice? I don't think I could stop you. Okay, <laughs> here we go. All the feelings. Hella dramatic monologues for thespians of teenage. MFA Levine. MFA. Yes. Asterisk. Master of feeling arts. 
by the Devastator. <laughs> there was a lot of did a lot of sweating over claiming a fake MFA. Yes, <laughs> I, I actually just spent. Uh, I just came back from New York where I was around a bunch of real MFAs and real teens with real feelings, mm-hmm. and so I like felt all of a sudden so ashamed that I was like, "There's the guy that's making fun the, of all of us. Right, Get him!" Right, right. <laughs> I was waiting for that. It didn't happen. And in a place like New York, too. Yeah. No, it was. I was up in uh, Bronxville at Sarah Lawrence College, uh, and it was just teaching like a high school writer's workshop and like a little theater, a little stand-up. It was okay. really fun. Yeah. And it was received well? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What was the highlight of that trip for you? Uh, the highlight, well, I did a show at the Pit Loft with a bunch of amazing, talented people. There's actually a video coming out very soon of those performances. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I got, um, I got some soap opera actors to read these monologues. Nice. Uh, I, I got a guy to impersonate Rip Torn reading one of these monologues, <laughs> and it's like my favorite thing that's ever happened. Uh, so the show is good, but of, of the teaching, um, I have like five days to teach kids stand-up in like two hours. Okay. And when they actually come up and do it for the pi- the final performance, like that's totally optional, but like when they do it, it's the most gratifying thing in the world for me. Yeah. Uh, and this year got way too emotional for me because uh, there was a girl who just did her material about uh, being sent to a mental institution. Mm. Uh, And she was like... It was all about how all the other teen girls in the mental institution were like nonstop fucking. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. And she's like, was well, not like, expecting that. No, I, yeah, I, I wasn't either. But she's like, what is this? Like, lesbian is the new black. And, like, <laughs> and this was in a couple days. And like, um, I, I personally uh, have had t- a time as a teenager where I had to go to a mental hospital. Mm. Uh, absolutely fine now, but. Um, it was just so incredible to me in terms of the next generation being more feelings advanced mm-hmm. uh, that it took me years to talk about like going to a mental mental institution, not even comedically. Yeah. And she was fine with that the first week. And not mm. only fine with that, when she said, like, I'll be in a mental institution, there's another girl there that just goes, woo! <laughs> and like, and that's, that's fucking glorious. Yeah. <laughs> so like, a lot of like, real significance but uh, also a lot of shenanigans and fun yeah yeah that's cool um, yeah yeah i uh, i've taught theater to kids before but i imagine teaching stand-up to kids that that seems like such a like a, a form that i maybe would have a kind of idea of where to start but that seems like like a that's almost like teaching them a, a point of view in a way yeah well and it's i try and just solicit their point of view as quickly as possible yeah like the the class starts with like them making lists of things they love things they hate and then <laughs> things they love about themselves and things they hate about themselves mm, okay. and then i like force them to write about how they love one of the things they hate about themselves and that's like cool. mm. just show them like the slightest twist in perspective or just something presented honestly yeah uh, will go over great and it's it's cool to watch e- it's it is interesting because I we now I'm talking to you I, di- I didn't know this about you but I'm now I'm talking to you as somebody that has something similar to me which was I I did teach younger kids mm-hmm. and it, I just think it's funny because we the way that I approached uh, theater with them was I I'm basically there to make sure that they want to continue doing theater and okay. that they like doing theater yeah and I was like well if I just like treat them as tree number two. Mm-hmm how the hell would that happen? Right. Like, that's going to turn them immediately off. So the first week, I would make them do a character bio of the 
of the character they'd want to mm. play most nice. in the world yeah. and get super descriptive about it because all the kids would be. It's right. like, it's never like they're like, oh, yeah, and he has a dog, I guess. <laughs> it was just like, and then this and this, and they just flesh it all out. Yeah. And then my task would be, all right, how do all these characters fit into one <laughs> 40 story? Heroes. And a lot of it, a lot of it was just like portals opening up from everywhere. Sure. Yeah. And then the audience just going, yeah, I buy it. Right. I buy that yeah. all of these people would be. So it's like, it's interesting that we we're at sort of this like point where we've seen the definition of how teachers thought they should be with us and, yeah. and we're like mm, go to the student for right. what it is that they need yeah. and sort of allow that to surface. Well that's yeah, that's so much more interesting to me is drawing out stuff from them. Like yeah. I could yeah, I could hand out scripts and have some of them play little parts and yeah. then, like Make everyone feel weird as I cast the one girl as the old man who always yeah. casts the old yeah, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I know so many women who are like, There's always the there. mom that she's right. like, dang it, right? And yeah. like that's that's how like the uh, the promiscuous girl gets told she's promiscuous. It's yeah. like, oh, you're playing the uh, the Jezebel role, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, uh, just get, getting into the kids and what they want to do is uh, is what's fun for me, and then sort of like having that experience of teaching theater very casually like mm-hmm. about once a year in summer workshops or like bringing it in um that's kind of what led to the book and <laughs> yeah this sets up the backdrop and the demographic that's the the lens not yeah. necessarily for that demographic because no. it definitely for anyone that's ever done theater absolutely um particularly people that have done it at a really young age but even if you're older you just know that this is inherently there <laughs> yeah um and so one of the things that i i think's great about this is anyone that's done like a school play yeah knows the the book immediately what it looks like which is those 60 to 70 page right. scripts that Samuel you have French, yeah, exactly yeah. that's uh, for me we're always like gem colored like a blue or a red yeah. or a green but you've gone with like a nice orange, like orange yeah. that that really pops um so so tell us about the book through your own words okay uh so uh the the book i sort of came up with i was pitching books for the devastator the greatest uh, publisher of all time Ooh, yeah all they're hail. awesome yeah right never put out a bad book it's no, always I, good I've stuff i've yet to see one yeah yeah and i i, I was a fan first so i feel yeah comfortable yeah. <laughs> tooting all their horns Ugh. Uh, <laughs> uh so i was i was pitching for them uh for the following year and uh I started thinking about all the fun geek universes and like everything that's represented here, basically. Yeah. Like, and what all these disciplines or things like, um, you know, uh, podcasting and comics and and comedy and everything like that. We're all fucking theater dorks. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, At all, one point, yeah. It all goes back to that, and I think uh, playing in that feeling space. And also, <laughs> someone told me recently, like. Yeah, you've always been, like, really in your feelings. And, like, <laughs> that's just a, a way I exist, sort of. And I didn't, I didn't think about necessarily, like, cap- capitalizing off it. Yeah. But uh, once I got into, like, super indulgent teenage feelings, mm-hmm. like, I had a lot of fun. And then a, a big part of the book is, like, you don't need anyone to make theater. Like, you don't need notes or directors <laughs> or, like, anyone else. What you need is, like... Your loud voice and these monologues, because yeah. uh, there's no there's no references to like Stella Adler or any real discipline. No, it's like there, there's a great uh, acting mantra. I forgot who, who it's from, but it's like you are enough. Mm. Um, 
and this book is like, you are more than enough. Yeah. Like, you yeah, got yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just start talking. Like, <laughs> there's this, there's this like a level of we just tap almost straight into the id of yeah. just like, of just like none of it matters. None of it matters. No. It's just you on that stage. Yeah. <laughs> And it, like and and to to bring yourself alive, like there's a, a great David Sedaris story where he gets into Shakespeare as a kid, and he's like, I did not enjoy reading the words, but when I read them aloud, I felt so powerful. <laughs> and like that whole teen thing where you indulge so much into a feeling, mm-hmm. particularly with like a work of art, where you're like, this song is about me. Yeah. <laughs> you really throw yourself in, and drama lets you do that like very directly, where it's like, I gave up my baby (laughs) that kind of stuff like people use it to try out emotions and I think it's valid but I make a lot of fun of it (laughs) yeah oh yeah that's that's the thing is like I reading this with the background that I had Mm -hmm. was sort of like all of this is good that's getting criticized but it's not that it's not the core of it that's getting criticized it's what everyone tries to like tack onto it to slap onto it the the true form of indulgence yeah it's, is getting criticized, so... not the core of, not not the artistic form of theater, right? Just like what everyone that's kind of annoying brings to it. Yeah, and and once again, like I did with uh, Doctor Virus, uh, I have a very yeah. hard hard time putting my own full name on the cover of my books. I'm getting there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if most writers have this struggle, uh, but the whole idea of MFA Levine MFA was that like he'd been kicked out of every sketch troupe and theater troupe and like every <laughs> single thing like that. Uh, and he, he did it very much in solitude. So, so yeah. let's get into Mr. MFA Levine. So there is... MFA. There is... Um, yes, MFA. Thank you for <laughs> yes. reminding me that there's two MFAs too. Yes. Uh, M- Michael Francis Alberto Levine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... Uh, this this book functions in um, in that it's it's pretty much sarcasm cover to cover. Yeah. So that that also means that we have like basically a table of contents, a glossary, introduction. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very much modeled on like I, I don't know what books in particular you had, but mm-hmm. like magnificent monologues for teens. Yes. One hundred and eleven one minute monologues. Two hundred twenty two yes. two minute monologues. All, all of them are just awful too. Yeah. Because it's all and you you attack it straight away with the right. very first monologue, which. Yeah. I don't think we're not going to read that one, but it's it's immediately starts with questions. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I can stand on stage and I can ask a bunch of questions. I can be really thought provoking, <laughs> right. but the fact is, none of that is active right. whatsoever. No, it's not engaging. You're just asking questions like a babbling <laughs> moron. Um, and so, there's there's also like a very uh, like running joke that just still tickles me so much, which is. Like every monologue is organized by feeling, and almost every feeling is declared within it. Yeah. So for mm-hmm. the curious one, he just goes, "I'm so curious." Yeah. <laughs> like at one point, yeah. that's like this uh, bad. If it wasn't on the nose, yeah, yeah, no. then we just made it on the nose. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 coming at it all from a monologue standpoint. Yes. And there's one dialogue which yes. when you're you're reading it on your own it's funny to have the exchange i think i think definitely well first buy the book because that's why we're here mm-hmm. and, and we're enjoying it as Please well but buy the it. book yeah um and and i think you'll actually see how how enjoyable it is to just read on your own yeah but because um we both have a, a bit of a theatrical nature and sure. we're both two people Yo, i wanted to <laughs> we're qualified. Yeah, i wanted to take advantage of the fact of there is one dialogue right and then yeah and it begins with uh 
Before we get started, why don't we do something bold and non-traditional and start with a Q&A. Yeah. Um, so you will be reading as the as very dignified MFA Levine. I'm, yes, MFA. I'm typecast as A, like the answers. Yes, yes. and I will be the very young, um, gullible, uh, most often gets his hair tussled by whoever's the authority yeah. figure, kid. <laughs> Asking the questions. <laughs> You're already reading too much into it. Yes, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what the theater is for. So here we are at All the Feelings Q&A. What is a monologue? A better question would be, what isn't a monologue? <laughs> okay. What isn't a monologue? A scene. Scenes are awful. Scenes are when two or more actors fight for attention, forcing the audience to ping pong back and forth like some sort of small-scale tennis match. No audience wants the responsibility of directing their fo- their own focus. In fact, the most collaborative forms of theater, i.e. improv, are the least dignified. So then, a monologue is a scene with one actor? Yeah, kinda. Oh, why do young actors need monologues? Monologues need young actors. It's a beautiful codependent relationship. Young people have, on average, way too many feelings. Monologues hmm. are the purest, loudest, and most direct way to express them. Why get monologues from a book? Aren't there monologues on the internet? No. There oh. are no monologues on the internet. <laughs> there are other monologue books, but none of them have all the feelings. You wouldn't buy a periodic table with most of the elements, would you? I guess not. Can these monologues <laughs> be performed by people of any race? Absolutely. Uh, uh, <laughs> are you afraid to call yourself out? <laughs> no, there's, there's, the, what it actually says in the book is, uh, oh, I didn't even think about that. Probably not. <laughs> but I just, when I did it for the live version, I was like, Mike's I'm like, just going to pump it. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Yeah, come on. This is in print now. Right. <laughs> Returning back to the Q&A. Yes. Are these monologues in order from beginner feelings to the hardest feelings to feel? Yes, yes, they are. What is a feeling? Now we're getting somewhere. Why don't we start by defining everything else in the theater? (laughs) Wait, uh, we're just getting started now? Well, I am. I'm afraid you won't make it out of this section Uh, alive. Why do I feel so dizzy? What's in this drink? I'm sorry, but this is a monologue book. I couldn't allow any more dialogue. Someone had to go, and I'm the one with the combination to the poison safe. (laughs) Yes, blurk. Shh, it's all over now. Let's get to those monologues. <laughs> that was... No, that was a, no, command performance by you. That oh, was, thank yeah, you. That's... I play a very gullible kid. No, uh... that's the dumb kid that <laughs> yeah. this book is uh, is mocking uh, unfairly. You know what it, it reminded me of, and I hope that this is somewhere in the DNA of... Did you ever watch Spongebob? No. You didn't? No. Okay. There's a fantastic... Krusty Krab mm. training video. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, it always harkens back to the like back and forth of narrate. It's yeah. so good, and it just made my heart happy to oh. read this. Well, I think that the DNA you might be looking for. Anytime I get like announcey or like formal, it's just always Troy McClure. Like oh, it's just yeah. always like okay, kid. Yeah, like, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. It's just that attitude of oh, like Phil. absolute cheekiness. Yeah, and uh, that that was one of uh, th- this whole thing feels like a very lean book because. There wasn't a point where I was not at least chuckling. Yeah. You know what I mean? There <laughs> right. wasn't. I didn't think there was any throwaway sentence or anything like that. We had the Q and A. We had the glossary where we talk about all of the different keywords yeah. in like an actor's uh, like uh, like tool belt. Basically, there's yeah. the script. Which the note for that is all the worlds on stage, all the words on stage, <laughs> yeah. and then stage, all the worlds a stage. Right. Um, 
proscenium arch. Ascenium arch for professional use. Stop, that was that was really good. Look, me, proscenium like, arch, ascenium arch for professional use. There's like a huge difference between like me thinking this is funny in a cafe like nine months ago and like hearing people I respect say it back. To yes, me. Well, I love here, I love beat. Hitting your own chest to drive a point home. Anytime stage direction says beat, make sure to really sock it to yourself. Like a mountain gorilla or a sea lion Dion. Sea lion Dion? I, I, actually, I was like, I don't know. That's from the Titanic. It's, uh, Celine Dion. Yes. Oh my god. I'm an idiot. Aristotle, it's okay. It's really okay. Celine, Celine Dion will Dion. not be upset by yeah. this. Right. Um, here's how you can redeem yourself. Yes. Well, we the uh, Mr. MFA <laughs> has okayed MFA MFA for MFA MFA uh, for two monologues to be read today. Yes, would, yes. And if there's any point where you feel like you want to read one, oh, okay, um, you're more than welcome. Aristotle claimed one. Yes. Um, but also, I just want to throw this question out there: Will yes. you be doing more Periscope monologues? Uh, yes, I watched uh, yours uh, last oh, night. God. Yes, Aristotle How, mentioned. Can you no? Just describe what happened, and I'll see your shame. I wasn't able to finish it, but I was there from the start. Uh, I think three monologues in. Right. Uh, you yes decided to shave your head mm-hmm. while smoking a joint. Yes, spliff, please. Spliff. No. Okay. He's yeah, not right. a Cretan guy. I could have swore you said joint, but he's right. not spliff. a plebeian yeah, fella. <laughs> spliff. Whilst reading monologues. Yeah. You left out nude, dude. That was the first yeah. thing you, you are, told me. I was, very, I was very naked. Yeah, I didn't show well, that's, myself. I was like, yeah. I assume he must have just gotten Which out is of the a show, staple right? of theater. Or, or, uh, which is a staple of very edgy, like, no holds bar theater. Absolutely. The second you actually <laughs> want to connect with an audience, just shove your taint right in their face. <laughs> To the blue haired's right in the front row. Yeah. Okay. So, now on that note, yeah. <laughs> Aristotle. Um, oh, yeah. That, I feel like that would have been the one to get to now. That would no, be the I one. I did not perform the feeling of shave. That would have been too on the nose. Yes. Mons pubis. Yeah. Uh, know, that's but... a monologue that happens. The, yeah. That was the most surreal one that I. No. That yeah. I, once I started reading it, I was like, what is going on? Everything is going. No, it's to me, it's honestly like the fulfillment of like a 10 year comedy dream I've had where I'm just like sitting around and I'm like, like you want to make your mark in the world. Yeah. And neither of you can tell me, or neither of you can tell me, <laughs> that you've ever heard a Mons Pubis joke. Not you've really. Heard a balls joke, a taint joke, like mm-hmm. every yeah. other part. But, but so like, close to. Because the, because the mound is so sweet and lovely yeah. and like agender, and I wanted to celebrate it in a. Uh, way that showed off the fact that I've never read the vagina monologues. <laughs> yes, that was perfect. <laughs> that's what I imagined that they were like. And that's and that that's that's one of those ones that like has risen to such a like high like peak of like theater with yeah. the vagina monologues, but it is it's very inactive. Yeah. It's not very active. So like right. that's like that it was such a good Mons Pubis was such a good monologue for that reason. It was the same form. Yeah, yeah. and this, the, like, because it was a, actually a really hard book to write because I was trying to, like, do good comedy writing and bad theater writing. Yes. Where there's yeah. like, a lot of things where the person monologuing is like, oh, so you're speechless. <laughs> like, like, there's never, <laughs> yeah. in terms of active, like, there's never a reason for any of these characters to continue yeah. speaking. Yeah. Uh, to say more things that I wrote. <laughs> Um, the one I uh, the one that I think was a particularly good uh, example of that was the um, the football star. Oh yeah, <laughs> just talking to the team. He's right. like, "All right, guys, settle down." <laughs> yeah. If there was another class where I could express my anger, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
But that doesn't exist. That, that was a really that was a really good one. Um, and to point out with each monologue, there is, uh, like you said, the um, the feeling to go with it. Yes. Be it curious, be it happy, be it angry, be it shaved. mischievous, shame, shaved. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then the tips that follow. Oh. Um, um, may May we take a quick break before we read these? Sure. Yes. Okay? Sure. Awesome. Absolutely. Sweet. Dramatic. Pause. This is where our uh, commercials will go, but we're going to be taking dramatic pauses. Okay, so we are back from our 30 seconds of actor prep. Uh, Some of us took more than others. Aristotle. Um, and, (laughs) And we're going to be reading a monologue each that resonated with who we are and what our feelings were. Uh, yeah, and, and Erso, like, without giving away exactly what it is or what it's about, what drew you to this monologue? Uh, the first moment of when it starts to go bad, okay, I ex- lost my shit, and right. then it just went worse. Okay, cool. So my, my background is this was, like, a nightmare for me, like, uh, or, or just, like, a worst-case scenario thing that mm. I wanted to tell the story of. This was a fear that you were worried would materialize? Yeah, I read it, and I thought, oh, God, right. I hope this is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crossed with a, a bunch of strange experiences. So uh, the title of this monologue is uh, Shalom Shame, Shalom Redemption. For Jewish boy, although Greek or Italian will do in a pinch, 14 years of age. And the feeling is guilty. Guilty is the gift you give yourself after screwing up. You only have yourself to blame, which is super convenient. You're right in arm's reach. To show guilt, shoot a glaring look behind you, then snap your neck forward and wince at the present. Good afternoon. Temple Sinai Hebrew School. My name is Joseph Rosenblum. Some of you may know... Some, some of you may already know me by reputation. I've been brought here to speak to you today by Rabbi Chester to tell you about what happened to me. Raise your hand if you're planning on having your bar or bat mitzvah. Good. I see a lot of hands up. It's no problem if you don't want to for whatever reason. Raise your hand if you're looking forward to reading from the Torah in front of the whole congregation. All right. I get it. You're nervous. I was too. Raise your hand if you're just looking forward to the party. <laughs> okay, now we're getting honest. See, we're all friends here. Raise your hand if you're nervous that when you take the Torah out of its resting place in the ark, that you're going to drop it. I see some hands. Scary, right? Raise your hands if you know someone who dropped the Torah in front of the whole congregation. <laughs> Nobody? Well, you should all be raising your hands because you know me. That's right. I'm the kid who dropped the Torah. I will carry this sin in my heart for the rest of my days. I can still remember the feeling of it slipping out of my hands. The thud as it hit the floor. Realizing what I had done, I immediately puked all over. (laughs) (laughs) Realizing what I had done, I immediately puked. I immediately puked all over the canter and leaned on the curtain, which pulled down the eternal flame. <laughs> One end of the Torah caught fire, and that's when I noticed the other end of the scroll rolling away. <laughs> Trying to be the hero, I shoved the rabbi aside and went chasing after it. He broke his wrist and a hip. As it tumbled down the stairs and into the aisle, well, I couldn't catch it without stepping on it, and I couldn't step on it without tearing it. People were screaming. I turned around and the whole place was going up in flames. (laughs) I made it out last with just my Torah portion clutched in my hand. 
Now we have a storied history of temples burning down, but it's usually not by accident. <laughs> so, so much can go wrong if you're not careful. Nobody was physically hurt besides the rabbi, but as we watched the stained glass windows melt, I collapsed into a two-year shame coma. The doctors couldn't understand what was wrong with me until they found out what I did. But my story doesn't end there. The whole congregation came together and told me it wasn't my fault, that it was an accident. They told me in shifts until I came out of my shame coma. They rebuilt the temple, and I went up and had my bar mitzvah, reading from the Torah with my hands behind my back. And by not giving up, I became a man in more ways than I ever thought I would. Now I tour Hebrew schools and cross the country sharing my story. This story is my real Torah portion. Don't end up like me. Keep your hands dry. Throw a little chalk in your pockets if you need to, like a rock climber. <laughs> Avoid rich foods before you take the bima. If you drop something, let it fall. God will pick you back up. Excellent. Perfect execution. What? Okay, I noticed I for sure got one okay. thing wrong. What the Tem- first the Temple Sinai? Sinai. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually it's Temple Sinai, which Sinai. was my real temple in the Bay Area, and Rabbi Chester was my real rabbi. Ah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but that was an excellent rating thing, and you you totally nailed the smug tone of like I'm talking to kids. <laughs> I relate to you now. Like raise your hand if this. Like I got a lot of those like lectures and special guest speakers. Yeah. So it's very much in that in that mode. Now. But, um, as as Aristotle mm-hmm. um, sets up for the next one, yes. what what is it about this monologue that makes it special? The one that I picked, not just oh, because yes. I'm going to be really yes. blah, no blah, no it is now blah. ultra special. It's no. now Vander special. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I'm coining it. Go on, yeah, Vander special. Uh, that's your new Twitter. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know if it'll fare well. Like I'll be so smug about it, and then it'll just turn <laughs> dark, and everyone will. Th- that's what this whole thing's about. Okay, um, the next monologue. Uh, for the rest of the month uh, of July, I am running a uh, international monologue contest. Uh, you can go to helladramaticmonologues.tumblr.com. Anyone can read one of the monologues into webcam, and uh, I'm going to pick four winners, and you win a copy of the book, and you win a bucket of feelings prize pack with a oh needlepoint, uh, a mixtape of rap songs that make me cry, and my real tears. God, that sounds <laughs> Brilliant! I'm yeah. gonna fight for this. Oh yeah, you you better. Yeah, and this is uh, you'll have an edge. This is recorded live on podcast. Um, I'll do the the intro for you, um, and so we're gonna do this as an official entry. Yes. Um, There's. So, I, should I get you on video? Uh, no, I think I'll do the intro just for podcast purposes. But then uh, once I've I've done it, I'll just read the stage directions, and then you introduce yourself. Say yes. I'm Derek uh, Vandermillen, like I'm yes. so and so. But because I'm taking this super professional. Yeah, do your uh, slate. Like do your full <coughs> slate. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm planning on it, but. <laughs> Uh, Mr. MFA, MFA, I would like yes. to know, um, for when the stage directions yes. happen mm. in line, mm. should we agree that we're going to read them? I think... Uh, or with, let them fly? I, no, I think absolutely for, like, the maximum respect to me in this space, yes. anything that is said in the stage direction, I need you to really commit to. I'm, I'm committed. Okay. But are we going to read it aloud? I, I will be reading the stage directions aloud. Okay, yes. great. Yes. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> Uh, this monologue is called uh, The Ultimate Prank for Snotty Male, 14 Years of Age. Hello, my name is Derek Vandermillen, and I will be playing Snotty Male, 14 Years of Age. Strides in, thumbs and overall straps. I just love pulling pranks. Nothing makes me happier than really confusing someone. So, 
They don't know which way's up or down. I got some buddies that help me out. We're a prank crew, and I'm the leader because I come up with the best ones. I guess I got a sixth sense. One for pranks. Most of our pranks are on our social studies teacher, Mr. Balmanian. This one time, we wrapped his car in double-sided tape. <laughs> he couldn't get the tape off without getting himself stuck. It's that sweet layer of irony that makes it really funny. And we never got caught. This other time, we ordered 50 pizzas to his house. Getting food you don't even order in hell is hella ironic. We were watching from across the street, and we couldn't hear exactly what he was saying to the delivery guy, but it was something like, Oh, hey, these pizzas aren't for me. Sir, you've got to pay for these. Uh, okay. I still can't believe he coughed up the dough and then walked them straight into the dumpster. That was the second layer of irony. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to eat food, not throw it out. Wasting food is hilarious. He even let the delivery guy keep the charge. What a bunch of mischief. Uh, runs downstage, whispers. This other time, we disconnected the phone in his office, turned the lights off, and locked him inside for a long weekend. Oh, man, it was sweet. We put a night vision camera in the corner, and the footage was hilarious. He spent 13 hours walking in a circle and crying. It's like walk in another shape, dude. The best part is, when the police found him and let him out, he was shaking so bad, he couldn't even say one word. But my real masterpiece was the time, get this, I told him his wife died in an industrial accident, and he didn't believe us because we pulled all the other pranks in the same week. The real ironic thing was, and you guessed it, she really did die! So he gets information from the police, and we scored two pranks in one. You should have seen his face. He was like, duh, I don't think that's real. He was so shocked. He literally went into shock. He's headed into the hospital right now, and I'm headed to the prank hall of fame. When you think about it, the truth is the ultimate prank. No backsies on that. Cracks up for 30 seconds. <laughs> They don't look into what caused the accident too hard. Because the prank would be on me and the boys. And we hate getting pranked. Skips off stage. Four years of school for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years of school for that one. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, it was I so, got all the feelings out on that. Yeah, one. yeah, that was the most mischief. I like to to me. What's what's joyous to me is like seeing the extra little touches people put on it, and like when you like looked around <laughs> right before oh, play you like, to went, your space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. if your space is two other sweaty guys right. in a podcast. Oh space. no, totally. And it's there's yeah, there's a lot of like stage directions with direct pointing at the audience. <laughs> like this could happen yeah. to you. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, that was marvelous. Well, thank you very much. Yes. It, it, it touched a chord, and um, yeah, I I feel cleansed. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, I, I also realized hearing it that like a lot of them are like the last one was a nightmare uh, that I had imagined, but this one was also based on. Uh, there's a great, I think, New Yorker article about this guy who got trapped in an elevator over a long weekend, and like. I saw the like sped up footage, and it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. Because, mm-hmm. to, like, as a person with an unspecified deficit disorder, uh, like the worst <laughs> thing that could happen to me is just being in like a white room and like Enclosed, not having yeah. any like sti- yeah, <clears throat> yeah, not even the space, like just no stimulation. Because you mm. see the guy like lay out the cards in his wallet and like reorganize them, but like you know because of the footage, it, he did this for two hours. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's that's some real terror and some real like teen snottiness. <laughs> snottiness yeah. that like really that this, just sails. <clears throat> I I love when there's reversals and this is why because we we talked about it. You, you're playing the form of of trying to write well because that's what you do right. for a living. But yeah. the whole point is sort of like a shoddy nature. Right. So this had a reversal that I loved when I was reading it. But I it, it part of why I loved it was halfway in reading this aloud. I was like, I sound pathologically (laughs) like someone who's going to be the demise of the world. Right, no, you're a total sociopath. Yeah, because that, to me, like, most pranks are, like, really disruptive, like, gaslighty type things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. um, so, In yeah. shooting the video, I was terrified at you chuckling like directly at yeah. me for thirty. There seconds. was one point where I was like, "Okay, okay, I now feel like I should scare myself." Yeah, well, and like, thank you here. No, you got the, like you got there, and then also when you turned around and it had only been fifteen seconds, and you showed me, like, yeah. I fucking lost. It. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's I was like, I've committed, and yeah. we're only halfway. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, thank you for giving me 30 seconds of laughter to actually purge myself of <laughs> yeah. all feeling. Oh, no. Um, and uh, now we have one more feeling. Yes, I would love to. Yeah. To indulge in. Um, would, you, would you like me to read stage directions? Um, since... you can, I don't think there's too many. Oh, or... yes. No, there's good stage directions okay. just at the very end. Uh, and if you could read the, the feelings tip, too, we're on page sure. 28 of my book, uh, All the Feelings, All the Dramatic Monologues for That's Means of a Teenage, now available on Amazon.com. That is brilliant. <laughs> I do that when I sneeze now. Didn't, it's crazy. Didn't even need to speed <laughs> yeah. up that one. Okay, so um, before I do that, mm. there was a little bit of a preface you gave on this one mm. um, while we were warming up. Oh, uh, can in you terms go... of like what it means? Yeah. Let's and... talk about that after. I want to okay. get okay. full sure, snotty. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. Uh, full snotty. Here yeah. we go. <clears throat> the name of this monologue is Wouldn't You Hit It for Offended Male. 16 years of age. Emotion. Betrayed. Look around you. Is anyone paying attention to you? If not, you've been betrayed. Betrayed is an advanced form of frustrated, where you know exactly who to blame. Pick one person who isn't paying attention to you and focus that blame laser on them. Carry that on stage and project your betrayedness toward them as loudly as you can. What the hell, man? I thought we were friends. I thought we had each other's backs. We've been friends since halfway through middle school. Dude, (laughs) I know everything about you. I know your first boner was Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. (laughs) I know you walked in on your cousin twice in the shower. (laughs) Uh, I know you walked in on your cousin in the shower twice during the same shower. (laughs) All the important stuff. 
And you know everything about me. You know my first boner was because of Natalie Portman's forehead. <laughs> you know things got pretty serious with me and the gap between my mattress and box spring last summer. <laughs> you even know how many inches I am. That's a sacred <laughs> bond, bro. A bond you've gone and betrayed. <laughs> so when I lean over to you in history class, open my heart and say, Sarah Herman looks real boinkable in that tube top. <laughs> As my friend, you've got several options. You can agree with me that she does look boinkable. How hard is that? You could tell me how you'd boink her, where you'd boink her, how you'd get her tube top off, maybe with your teeth. All interesting points of discussion. You don't even have to agree with me. I just want your participation. You could tell me whose melons you think would look even better in said tube top. You could tell me you wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. Any number of foot pole. I just want your opinion because I care about you. You could even say nothing. Just grunt. That'd be nice. Heck, even if you went all gay, I could accept that because you mean that much to me. In fact, it would be even more fodder for boink discourse. What's the dude equivalent of boobs? Is it, is it biceps? Who's the most boinkable guy in class? Is it me? See, there's a back and forth here. It's, a, it's discourse, dude. But the one thing you can't ever, ever say is, Hey, man, it's not cool to talk about chicks like that. Hey, hey, man, it's not cool to talk about chicks like that. Hey, man, it's not cool to talk about chicks like that. You know who says stuff like that? Guys who aren't my friend. <laughs> Guys who I don't even recognize. It's always cool to talk about chicks like that. How else are we going to bond? <laughs> if I share my innermost thoughts and you can't even have the decency to tell me who you'd rather boink, well, then we've got nothing to talk about. Walks away off stage, then back. Buddy. Exuant. Yes. I can't clap for myself. This is all the feelings. And if there's anything this book teaches us, it's just you out there. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's me just and, me you and betrayal. Out there. Yeah. Um, so speaking of betrayal, what brought this one um, into the mix? This, this to me is like the gross, like one of the grossest things that guys do that I've experienced. I'm sure you guys have too. Yes. Which is like, hey man, don't you agree with me that that person's hot? And, like, that's how you're sort of supposed to bond. Like, right. I had an experience uh, a few weeks ago where uh, I was at, like, a conference and I met this new guy. And I was like, oh, I think, like, so-and-so is really cute. And he's like, I don't agree. <laughs> and, like, he said it so flatly. And, like, I was fe- I posted about it on Facebook. His like, exact words were, I don't agree. Yeah, and it was, like, yeah. very flat where it's, like, like, as if I had said, like, global warming wasn't a thing. And he, like, just <laughs> wanted to, like, well, I'm on the right side of this. And, like... It's it's always been the weirdest thing to me, uh, and this is some serious gender politics stuff, but, like, mm. how guys are just told implicitly, like, oh, your opinion on a woman's body, like, matters. Because mm-hmm. uh, it fucking doesn't. And if, if it does, it should start with appreciation. Like, mm-hmm. that's about it. So, so, like, to me, it's, like, the, like, that's the funniest thing to get betrayed about is, like... And in and a, and a very real teenage moment where, like, one friend just matures past the other. And it's like, right. hey, I don't want to talk about, like, skirts no more. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was also a, you know, you brought it up, but there was a, what kind of played into it to me is, like, there'll be, because I've had, uh, I think there's almost a spectrum of this friend. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes the one that I think... Maybe we like to act like we're in a society where sometimes this isn't a good icebreaker, but if there's like, you know, if, if something's going on, they just make a comment, they're like, she looks good. Yeah. And then you just have a laugh for a second, and yeah. that's it. Right. Then it's the person that takes it the next step, 
and it's like, and it's it's just yeah, yeah, it's just trying to like, yeah, dude, I'd really do this stuff, and like he's just admitting it, and you're like, okay. You're admitting to me that I don't really need to be around you anymore. But then there's the third step where they're like, yeah, yeah, she's really fucking hot. She's fucking hot. What do you think? Tell me in detail what yeah. you think. No, and that that, that leads to like and the you're horror like, of like, what? yeah, it's this it's, is getting weird because of how much you're insisting right. on knowing what I feel about her. But I don't even know if that's true anymore <laughs> because you're really insistent on my opinion. Yeah. And where I fall well, sexually that, feeling about this woman. And that's, like, the most the most tragic, for, like, and of course it messes women up in all sorts of ways, but from the guy's perspective, like, I know there are guys who are just dating uh, women that their friends find attractive mm. because they care about that so much. Yeah. So, like, mm. yeah, that's how it gets that monstrous. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's garbage. It's awful. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Reading this, it like brought up all these memories of being in middle school because I had gone to a uh, a Christian school, mm. which I don't know, it was whatever. Right. But in my head, I was like thinking back on it. There's a very split childhood thing from when I went to this Christian school to mm-hmm. public school, mm-hmm. and like early on the first days, I remember one of the other kids asked me like, "Hey man, you ever get a boner like so hard it hurts?" I, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the fuck. Right. I don't know how to react to this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say to that. Weirdly, I'm sort of on that kid's side because that's a thing that's about him. Yeah, like, it's, it's me, about him. About but like, people. he was also the same kid saying like all oh, this kind right. of like yeah. saying like, "Oh man, she's so hot." Like, I just but like, see, oh. and think back to that kid too because like sometimes that kid was the cool kid who would always like aggressively talk about sex, but then from the lens now of being somewhat older, where you're like, oh, like his like parents were divorcing or whatever, and like yeah. there was so much going mm. on that like made him that guy and put him into like fuck guy mode yeah. and stuff like that. But there's so, also and we kind of like fuck boy. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it a little um while we were um doing our actor's stretches and um mouth yeah. exercises. <laughs> um but there was a point where uh there was that guy but he was like he was so like what do you think about this chick yeah. and and I, and you walk away from it like I feel like you're about to tell me to unzip my pants. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what like, I mean. Yeah. It walks that line. Right, no, we're doing like parallel boners. Like if my boner isn't lined yeah. up with another guy's, but like what is that? That's yeah. crazy. That's that's when that's when the like you walk away and you're like, oh, I now understand more about the world, and I don't know if it's a brave new world anymore. This right. is just a strange, strange world. And I got I got the sense from the guy I talked to that like if I had said like if he was like, oh yeah, I'm like gonna go see Independence Day too, and like I was like I don't care for it, he'd be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Any other thing like people would have that respect, yeah, yeah. This like one crazy standard. And so you had an older man do this, uh, perform this already. Uh, yes, I had, um, uh, Jerry Lacey, uh, who, uh, was in dark shadows. Uh, very fun. Yeah. Like he's, he's an amazing actor and he did it and he did it so honestly as like, he wasn't like, it's funny that I'm an old guy playing a teenager. Like he did it with a real sense of betrayal. Uh, mm. and I cribbed parts of my readings for how he did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was a highlight of the show, just to see anyone do it. And I think we're planning a show in Chicago that should have even more, like, stunts to it. Because the, the monologues are fun on their own. That's what I really enjoy. But, yeah. like, any layer of performance or anyone involving their character or voice or, like, I'm trying to get people to do it and juggle. Like, just yeah. whatever. Like, it's just fun. Can, like, you, yeah. can you imagine if um, uh, the one that I did, mm-hmm. if... If I, instead of like trying to play up the fact that it's only for this podcast, yeah. that you're getting a sense of it, 
Just maybe I I scaled back, but the creepy ass video played behind me. Oh. <laughs> so instead of like on the nose, so that people at home get it, if I if I did it and I was still just very pleasant and very happy and finding myself amusing, and we're just watching the video of him being locked up. Yes, you can enter the contest twice. With yeah. The okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that, like, that just gave me a deep chill of like, yeah, just like playing that video. So I will, I will happily, right? I will awesome. happily do that. Yeah, one. you can do that easily with like a Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> like, speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, cool. So we just successfully, we talked about all of the feelings, hella yeah. dramatic monologues for thespians of a teen age by MFA Levine, MFA Master of Feeling Arts. Mm-hmm. From The Devastator, we have those available here mm-hmm. at Meltdown Comics. Mike Levine has his own section uh, for the time being. And we, we've we kept... Um, uh, oh, the flesh you will eat in the yeah. same oh, no. spot. And it's absolutely, for... the devastator section. I, I now have two yeah, books. Yeah, that's it, true. That's like... true. That's true. Um, there is uh, other devastator books that we have there. Yeah. Killing um, it. Stay at home, Scarface. Y- yes. We don't um, think you're racist. Featuring, <laughs> <laughs> featuring the talents of Mr. Aristotle. Looking real cute. Um, and Wish I'd gotten uh, a haircut. That will be just to, <laughs> to the right of register. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you that are visiting. So. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, that has been a successful, for the most part, week of uh, <laughs> of Melcast 3.0. Um, any closing thoughts uh, before I, we go? Uh, it's, uh, enjoy your burrito. Yeah, I gotta stop saying sit in a podcast, but the Nerdist logo has just been in, like oh, looming, yeah. looming yep. large behind yep. you. And it was, so it, it was like, in the recording too. Yeah, and, so we'll be enjoy your there. crispy burrito. Right. No, you know what? Like I. <laughs> Enjoy your feelings. Like, mm. yeah, get get comfy Deep. with them. Have Deep. fun with them. They're not so serious, but they will control you. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> have fun being controlled by your emotions. The emotions are rife here as we close. Thank you all for coming to Melcast 3.0, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day.